Yes, guys, what's going on? And welcome back to the Jonah Football Podcast, sponsored by Skills Australia, the best sporting equipment out there on the market. We are back, and I am super, super excited to announce today that we've got another amazing guest on the podcast. He's got the best haircut I have ever seen <laughs> in my life. He's currently in Singapore. He's an absolute legend. Blake Rikiuto. Did I say that right, Blake? Yeah, that's right, mate. What a legend. Thank you so much for your time, brother, for coming on the Jonah Football Podcast. How, how's it going, brother? Good, mate. Good. It's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me on the podcast, mate. I'm happy to be here. Guys, if you're on the YouTube channel, you'll be able to see the absolute barnet on the screen. It is. It's incredible. So I got the boys. I got the boys here, Jules and Shane. We're at the den. We tried to separate each other so there's no echo. So I apologize if that comes in a little bit. But Blakey, talk us through where you're at right now, how things are going. Just yeah, buzzing for this podcast, you know. Look, so yeah, I'm at uh, obviously in Singapore, as you just said, in Tanjong Paga. So it's my second year at the club. Um, I arrived maybe about five weeks ago. I was on holidays. Um, I actually. I don't know if you want me to tell you right now, if it's one of the questions, but I signed in Indonesia, but while I was on holidays in the club in Indonesia and I got COVID, so I couldn't go because I wasn't going to renew my contract here at Tanjung Paga. And then, um, yeah, so I signed overseas in, in Indonesia, got COVID, and then Tanjung Paga called me again. And since I, I, I didn't have any club at that moment, it was a bit late during the window, I said, all right, look, I'll come back and... Um, yeah, so far so good. So we've played four games and we're on top of the table at the moment. So so I can't complain, you know. So so it's 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 all going well. Probably. So because you got COVID, you couldn't sign in Indonesia. Well, I signed the contract and it was a bit wild actually. I signed the contract and I got COVID and and I was in Uruguay on holidays and the um the rules were that I had to do fourteen days quarantine. So the, and in the club I had to do ten days quarantine when I arrived in Indonesia, this was in December, and they said, um, oh, look, you know, it's too long because it was only a short-term contract. It was like a four-month contract. So one month I wouldn't have been with the club, and they're like, oh, we need someone right now. Oh, so, they just kind of, okay. so they just kind of scrapped that and threw it under the table. No way. That's it. That's it. I'm so over COVID, lads. I know. <laughs> it is what it is. No, I can't complain, you know, at the end of the day, this happens in football, you know, some things don't work out th- that way. And, you know, now now I'm happy here again and, and doing well, so I can't complain. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you have any background? Are you So you're half Uruguayan? Yeah, my dad was born in Uruguay, but he went to, he came to Australia at a, at a young age, at the age of 12. And yeah, when I was 19, obviously nothing, nothing. I was playing at uh, 18, I was playing at St. George, which would be the MPL 2 since the age of 16 I was playing NPL 2 in the men's and I wasn't getting a not even a league youth looking so I said oh, I said to my old man I said look I want to try try my luck in Uruguay and I, I saved up for a ticket and, and went there so yeah wow right there. guys for those that don't know by the way I should have done this at the start but me and Blakey go quite far back um Blakey actually used to work for Jonah football back in the day uh and it kills me to say this, Blakey, but the last time I seen you was at Decker's funeral. Rest in peace to the absolute right. legend, Declan Gilmartin. Um, but that was the last time I seen you. But yes, yeah, so I'm good friends with Blakey. He's actually coached with us at Jonah Football. And I am very I, confident in saying this, that it Blake is one of the best players I've ever played against when I was playing for a COA. Uh, and Blakey was at Rockdale, just absolute running the show. Um <laughs> Absolute ball. I always remember you sticking out like a sore thumb when I played for a Koa. I mean, I had you in your back pocket, but 
I mean, the other, the other <laughs> lads were struggling. You know what I mean? Like, how did um, how did you end up uh, coaching with Lee? Right. Well, me and you started at the same time. If you don't remember, me and Shana, we did the actual first. Uh, we had to do the the trial together. <laughs> Should have sacked Shane. Should have got rid of him. Yeah. Joe, <laughs> a hell of a drill done there. Yeah. <laughs> <Joe> <laughs> sent, <laughs> sent us home to do a drill, you know, to come back and do a drill. Yeah, but um, yeah. through De- it was through Declan. So oh, Declan yeah. was co- Declan was coaching, and um, I went and started training as just not as a coach, and I was training with Jonah, and I was enjoying the training. He was like, "Blake, you wanna." You want to do a bit of coaching? I said, yeah, yeah, why not? So, yeah. Old school. That's how it started. Yeah, I think it was actually, you came along to a session with Deckers, I remember right now, yeah. That, and then, because we were so busy at the time, I needed more coaches. But yeah. one, thing, one thing that I love about Blakey, he was, he was always transparent. He was always so honest. He was like, Lee, coaching's not for me. I want to be a professional footballer. And I, I, rate, I really rated that from you. And it's really good to see you chasing your dreams, mate. Like, it's inspiring, you know. Um. I think that leads me on to, you know, why, you know, why have you, have you gone overseas? How come you haven't tried to, to crack it here in Australia? Well, a good question, you know. Um, yeah, so, so first of all, like when I was in the MPL, I, I thought I was doing quite well, you know, a few, you know, team of the years in the league and, and, and I felt like that, you know, I was good enough to do, to play full-time, full-time football. Don't get me wrong, the MPL, is you know it's 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 a good level, but I just wanted to play full time, and um, so at the end of the 2018 year, I just I, I even reached. I played against Sydney FC in the FFA Cup, and I spoke to a lot of people at Sydney FC at other clubs, and I said, look, give me a chance, give me a trial, and at the end of the day, no one, no, it wasn't coming through, and not even a trial. So I said, oh, really? so I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, nothing. So so I said, oh, I'm gonna have to try my, my luck abroad. And, and that's how I got to the Singapore League. So some I messaged some. I just what I did. I used, I put a video together. Actually, you put a video for me. Yeah, I think I did. Jonah, you, you put a video for, together for me of my, my highlights, and I just went on Facebook or whatever I went, and I just went every single agent, and I started sending the video to anyone. Not even I just said, look, get me a trial. I'll pay for my ticket and accommodation. Just get me a trial anywhere. And I just kept sending it, sending it to every single, like there was about, I looked at my face, there was like 20 agents. I didn't even know who they were just sending, just sending this video and saying, I'll pay for my ticket and accommodation. Just give me a trial. Cause I was confident I was going to, I was going to, you know, impress and get, get a contract. And so one guy came back to me and he says, Oh, we can get you a trial in Brunei. I said, Brunei. I don't even know where Brunei yeah, I is. <laughs> and, and I said, oh, okay. He's like, Oh yeah, but they play in the Singapore premier league. And I said, all right, they'll go and give it a crack. And anyway, so I get, I get, they get the flight, whatever. And I arrived to Brunei and I thought I was going to be like four or five plays training with the first team. It was like an open trial. Like as you'd go, uh, there was 30 trials from all over the world, Africans, wow. Argentinians, English, Ukrainian. It was wild. I said, what? And that, we're all put in the same hotel and we're like waking up, having breakfast together. We're, we're, we're fighting for three spots because you can only have three foreign players in each club. And I was like, mate, what is going on here? You know, like, wow. what, what? Yeah, it was wild. And we had an English gaffer who was, um, he was, he was uh, assistant of Pulis at Stoke. So Adrian Pennock. Oh, yeah. So he yeah, was, yeah. so he was the, um, he was the one like, you know, looking at the players and also the crown prince. So the, the, the king of Brunei's son, who's the owner of the club, was watching all the plays, having to choose three foreigners. And yeah, at the end of the day, 
I could only, there was a two week trial, but I could only trial one week because then I had a trial in the United States as well in the USL, like one underneath MLS. So I trialed one week and I flew from Brunei to Sydney, the Sydney direct to United States and went on a three day trial in the USL for Tampa Bay. And at that time, Brunei contacted me and the USL club, they both wanted to sign me. And, and I decided to go with Brunei due to economic reasons and being closer to home. For any young kids that are listening to that, though, um, just the way you took initiative upon yourself to, you know, obviously get the highlights video done and just send it to so many people. I think a lot of uh, a lot of players lack that that ambition, but also just listening to your talk there, you sounded very confident in your own ability as well to like, you know, if I get a trial, I, I'm going to do well. And I think for all our young footballers that are listening, you've took it upon yourself. You've messaged so many clubs and now you're actually making it happen, you know? Yeah. So that, look, to be honest, that's what I, I had that feeling that, you know, I'm doing quite well here. You know, I can, I can actually go on and, and, and do something and all I need is a trial. I just needed that opportunity. You know, I think that's, Sometimes in football, once you get that opportunity and, and you take it with both hands, then, you know, I think that's the most important thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. Blake, Blake, Blake can I, I'll ask a question. Because um, I, I went through something similar as you at that age where I actually played in Singapore as well when I was um, 20 for a club called Gombak, where I, I don't think that they're around anymore. Um, but I just wanted to ask you, like, What's your opinion on kind of taking that pathway? Because obviously here in Australia, a lot of players only think Europe, 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 Europe. And sometimes us three boys discuss about, you know, sometimes players can look at a different pathway like Southeast Asia. Um, like what's the standard of football like? What's the lifestyle like? Um, I know Brunei is a little bit different to Singapore because it's kind of its own little country. And it's very interesting because I, I traveled there as well and it's, and it's an interesting place. But what's, what's your take on kind of the lifestyle and the football? In Southeast Asia, as another option to, for example, Europe. Look, to, to be honest, um, you know, I, I haven't played in Europe, but yeah, as everyone knows, you know, who, who doesn't want to play in Europe at the end of the day? And um, I, for me, Southeast Asia, um, Singapore is not considered one of the strongest leagues, to be honest. And um, but to be honest, uh, it's 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 not it's not a low level. Um, I feel like it could probably be in between the MPL and A-League. Maybe that there's some, you know, there's some clubs that um, are very good. Like now there's this club, Lion City Sailors, that yeah. pumping so much money. They, they just bought a Brazilian player for $3 million. And, you know, there's just a lot of, it's growing. It's growing each and every year. So, you know, it's good to be a part of that. But I feel like, you know, the lifestyle is great, you know, here in Singapore, you know, it's, hot every day, you know, I'm in a condo, so they've got a pool, sauna, gym, tennis court, you know, so I've got everything here. So all the all the, all the, the comforts that I need, and even in Brunei, Brunei is totally different. Um, there's not much entertainment going on in Brunei, so there's not, there's not much. Uh, it's a funny you, place, you, man. It's, yeah, <laughs> there's not much going on in Brunei, but, um, you know, it was good. It was good to focus on my football there, you know, just yeah. work hard. Uh, you know, I just, you know, can stay after training because you, you haven't got much to do. So you just, you know, you got to, you got to just um, go out and, 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 what is it? Improve your craft, you know? So that's, that's, the, I had a great season that year in Brunei. So, yeah. So, so would you, like, would you say to players getting to that age of, you know, 17, 18, 19, because a lot of players go through that where you're in the NPL level, but the opportunities are so rare to get that A-league jump um, and then 
especially for players like you who probably don't have a European passport. I know I didn't either. Would you not, would you recommend to maybe be open to a place like Singapore, like Indonesia, like Malaysia, those sort of places? Well, definitely. Like, as you can see, uh, so the, I, th- I, feel, I feel like it's, it's a great opportunity. And also, if you're not getting a look in NPL, because there's so many players in the NPL, and maybe three or four jump into the A-League the next season out of how many NPL clubs there are in all of Australia, you know, I think it's very important that they go to a place where they can get full-time football. They're going to better themselves as a footballer if it's possible for them to, to, to get a gig somewhere, you know, in Southeast Asia. Um, and they'll better, they'll better themselves as a footballer. They'll get to see a different country, open mind, different type of football. And I think it's good if you see the Central Coast Mariners sign the Brazilian Moresh. Last year, he was in the actual Singapore League. I played against him last year. And the Brazilian, he's a foreigner. So I don't... That's, that's another thing, you know, as an Australian, you know, there's so many spots, you know, I've been playing in the Singapore League doing well for the last two years and, and the Central Coast Mariners sign a Brazilian instead of an yeah. Australian. So, but anyway, that's another, that's another topic. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, yeah, but I think it's a good avenue to go if, if nothing's happening, you know. Hopefully they can get that second division up and running with no relegation promotion. But, but if it's not happening, then I think Southeast Asia will be a great option for young people to come and, and play over here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that I think the big thing is, like you said, it's getting the crack at full time football. So, like, that's what you wanted to do, where it was America or, or obviously where you are now. You just went chasing full time football, and once you're in that, it's that's that's what you want to be in as a footballer. You know, you don't want to be traveling like working all day and then going to training at night. You want to be waking up and, and going to training and trying to live like a footballer. You know, and yeah. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, that's what it was for me, you know, waking up, uh, playing football, you know, living living off football. That's what I always dreamt of as a young lad, saying I want to live off football, be able to wake up, play football and 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 do that. So that's that was one of my decisions of first to go to Uruguay to play over in Uruguay because nothing was happening. And then again, to, to take the step abroad and, and, and come to come to Brunei and Singapore. So, yeah. Um, I was just saying there, Blakey, what does your schedule look like then being a pro footballer? Can you give people an insight of how much you're training over there and your games and stuff? So, okay. So we, because of the heat here in Singapore, it gets so hot. Like we train at 6.30 a.m. So we're, we're at the training ground at 6.30 and that will, that will finish around 9, 9.30, you know. We can do a bit of extras, which is good. And then maybe two times a week, we'll do a double session. So maybe from 5 to 7 or 7 to 9 p.m., just depending on the availability of, of, the, of the grounds and what the coach wants to, to do. So I'd say like Monday to – so if we play on Saturday, we'll train Monday to Friday, and maybe there'll be a double session in on a, on a Wednesday. And then um, – then usually the next day so if it's a Sunday that will be a recovery session and then we'll have the Monday off yeah. so something along those lines we, we usually have one day off in the week and um, that's usually in the early part of the week straight, yeah. straight to watch your towers or what Blakey? No. <laughs> what's that joke? <laughs> what's that the boys in? Uh, the boys in. it's just a fun little place in Singapore man <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's been there I've never been there. I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> no, I've heard about it. Some people are season, oh, okay. season ticket, you blacky though. Yeah. 
I was going to say, I was going to say, Blakey, um, I just did a post on Instagram, actually, on the Instagram page about how I feel like the modern game is so athletic now. You know, you look at the likes of Ronaldo, uh, Salah, like all these players that are built like absolute tanks. Do you, within your schedule, do you have um, any like gym components in that, in that weekly schedule where you hit the, you know, you with, do... with the club or myself? Well, did the club put it on or do you do that yourself? Well, the club the club usually do like one strength session a week, but I definitely go I've, uh, there's a gym there's a gym here at the at the um where I live or I, there's another gym around the corner which I'm a member of that I try to get there at least twice to three times a week to do my own, you know, a bit of even jogging on the treadmill just get that bit of extra, you know, fitness in. So, and strength. So, yeah, I think it's very important nowadays. You see everyone, you know, obviously, you know, I'm not going to compare myself to, 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 to the people in playing in those high leagues, but, you know, it, it's the, the game is so physical and, you know, they, I think there was a stat, I'm not sure if you put the stat up the other day of Bernardo Silva running 12.8 Ks in, in, mm. in, in a game. Yeah, ridiculous. I, Crazy. Man, I was just going to say, you, like, I feel you, like... You, you do that in the warm-up, right, though. No? the other day i got 10.3 k's and uh you know in the game that's a lot in singapore man because it's hot man but i did 10.3 k's and then when i saw that stat i said bernardo silva's (laughs) doing 12.8 i said mate i'm i'm way off here (laughs) that's mad it's crazy but when like when you play in singapore like you know warm up warm up and you're dripping in sweat like I yeah, remember, I know. there's Struggling every player has like three, four shirts a game because it's just so, so hot. Oh, it's so hot. It's the outrageous. other day, I think it was like 36 degrees. I was at, it was half time. Yeah. Yeah, it was the first half. And I looked at my midfielder, my <laughs> partner in midfielder, and I said, it's only 23 minutes. I'm, I'm dying. Yeah, it's so oh, hot. He's like, crazy. That would be, be, that would be me <laughs> doing a Chris Lindsay taking my shirt off, walking off the pitch. <laughs> the, the Croatian they looked at me he's like oh, I've got a headache <laughs> I've got a headache wow that's, that's insane man. Is, I was, was, uh, I'm interested Luke um, Blakey do you do anything in particular to prepare for playing in hot weather um, I just I try to just hydrate well but nothing you know nothing yeah. out of the ordinary no special you know, secrets we, no special secrets. I think it takes your time, to, your body to get used to as well, kind of thing. You know, now that I've been here a few years playing in this mm. heat, you kind of get used to it. But I remember when I first arrived, I was doing foam rolling and I nearly was like, what's going on here? Just foam rolling. I was dripping in sweat. I said, this is ridiculous. And then they want me to go out and train in this. I said, this is ridiculous. I said, I can't do this. Wow. Blake, you said earlier about a prince or like a oh, okay. of the yeah. club yeah is there is there politics over there with that sort of stuff in terms of uh, teams that stuff? was that that was in brunei and not, that was there was nothing there was nothing along those lines really no no he was just no. you know he was he was for having his own in brunei it's, it's only a population of i think five hundred thousand or something so he wanted to have a club because he's one of the world's richest man the, the guy yeah, that you know, was the owner of the he, he so we, we were champions right and and we had a meeting with him one day and he said to me and he said me the three foreigners and he sat, sat us down and he says you know i want you guys back for next season you know he says you know i've got enough money to buy liverpool i can buy any club in the world he says but he said i i just want to have a team for my for my um my country and and the players here so they can have a professional job and play football and i can come watch he said like he could but like, if you look him up mate it's ridiculous. Cashed up, isn't yeah. it? 
It's a little tiny what, country, bro. What was the end of the season party like? <laughs> no, there's no party, mate. What? No, no way. No alcohol, there, um, no alcohol in that yeah. country. Alcohol-free country. Is it really? What, Blake, I was going to say, what's the language barrier like? No, they speak English. Um, so they all speak English, but they 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 also speak Malay. So it's, I think it's a ninety five percent Muslim country, Brunei. So yeah, so there's there's no alcohol. There's 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 not much happening there. So yeah, but it's a lovely country and lovely people. So you know, I had a great time there, and and it was good. You know, so yeah. That's mad. All right. It's, no, it's, wild. Singa- it's wild. Singapore is English speaking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they, it, yeah, in Singapore, they all speak English here, and that. So yeah. I know we don't we don't want to talk about it too much, but just a quick like, just so everyone kind of knows, like, what's the situation in Singapore right now with the whole COVID situation? Is it more chilled? Are you living an alright life, or is it a bit strict? Yeah, it's, it's chilled. No, it's quite chilled actually. There's no one. You have to wear masks everywhere, but other than that, it's quite chilled at the moment. It's you know you can go anywhere you want, but you just have to wear a mask. Even on the street, you have to wear a mask. Yeah. But other than that, everything's quite back to normal. But I think like uh, restaurants close at ten thirty p.m. That's pretty much the only restriction. It's not too bad then. Yeah, it's we not too bad. We're off to America in three weeks. So yeah, I saw. We're a little bit anxious about the the whole COVID situation, but I don't want to talk about COVID. I want to go back. So what we were talking about before, because it went a bit off track, but I was talking about, um, you know, the gym component of football. And I was just going to oh, say, yeah. Blakey, I think that's when I played against you, that's what would definitely was one of your strong points being you're such a physical player. You got quads built like flipping Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was just going to say, what what do you think is... It's a more of a question for like the young players coming through 15, 16, 17, 18. Do you think like that gym component is so important for them? And do you think that's where they're missing the boat? Like a lot of these players are missing the boat uh, with that, with, with, you know, becoming a professional. Look, I, I, I do think it, it helps. Um, I feel like for myself, it, it's what, you know, kind of I made a career out of my, my physicality and my, my, um, set of lungs really you know I can I can cover the yeah. I cover the, the field quite well and 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 I feel like you know my strength and, and aerial ability is, is, is quite good um, I, I would say it's, it's very important especially in modern football as you guys would know but I, I don't know you know if it's as important as, as technique or awareness or, or or things like that because as you know there's a lot of players that that probably don't have the same strength or same uh, uh, set of lungs as me or could run, run around the field like me. But, you know, technically they might be superior or their awareness, you know, it doesn't take, I don't think it's one or the other. I think both both need to be be, be, be there and, and they're both as important as another. Yeah, right. That, right that, Blake. Blakey, why, why do you think that an A-League side didn't take a chance on you then? Because for me, um, looking from the outside in, you think the NPL is like as close as you can get to an air league, not a professional environment, obviously, but you've always been one of the best midfielders in that. Um, like consistently, every time I've seen you, you've always been like bossing games and stuff. But I was always wondering why, why they never took a chance on you. And, and you see these players coming in to the league, like I know you gave an example earlier, but there's, They'd rather bring people that have finished their career from overseas in to take spots 
and, and not give players like yourself a chance, you know? So but I just want to get your thoughts on that. Look, well, well, well I'm not, to be honest, it's, it, I'm not too sure what the actual reason is, you know? When, so when I came back from Uruguay, I did trial at Sydney FC and, and, I, and I did really well before I went to Rockdale. And even uh, his great man was there at the time. And he said, look, you know, the only reason you're not a Sydney FC player is because, you know, we've got Dimitrievich, Ninkovic, uh, Holosko, uh, Brandon O'Neill. So there was a whole lot of good good midfielders. I'm not going to lie. And I said, fair enough. He said, look, I said, should I go back to Uruguay? You know, ask for a bit of advice. And there was Terry McFlynn and Corica at the time. They said, look, play in the NPL in Rockdale or where you have to, uh, you know, in the NPL. And see if you can, you know, it's, it's getting closer, the gap between MPO and A-League, and surely you'll be able to get a gig there. So I took that advice, and yeah, and, and I did really well for the three years I was at Rockdale. And and yeah, it still baffles me how I didn't even get get even a, a trial, to be honest. I don't, I don't understand it, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. And it kind of, you know, I don't like to to say bad things or be like, oh, you know, I've I've um a bad, uh, what's the word? Like feel bad towards the A-League for not doing that or, the, or clubs because, you know, I've, I've made a life different avenue and I'm experiencing playing football in different countries, which at the moment, you know, if that wouldn't have, if that didn't happen, if the A-League did take me, I probably wouldn't be experiencing this life or was champion in Brunei with Sing- in the Singapore League and things like that. So at the end of the day, it is what it is and you just got to take it, take it on board. 100%. Yeah. A good answer, Blakey. How long no. how long were you in Uruguay, Blakey? Two and a half years. So I was in Uruguay. Oh what like oh now for holidays? No, 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 no. For when you when play. play. Well you can tell us about your holiday as well if yeah, you want. Yeah. <laughs> <No. laughs> two, two and a half years. So two and a half years I was playing in Uruguay. So yeah. You're playing for a pretty big club, weren't you? In the in the yeah. years, no? Yeah. But yeah, Peña Roll. So when I arrived, I uh, went to Peña. Uh, I arrived, I trialed at a club and it didn't go well again, and then I went and trialed at this club where my, my family's all supporters of, Peñarol, which is one of the biggest clubs in Uruguay, or the biggest club. And, um, yeah, that was, that, was, that was different gravy, you know. <laughs> Training, you know, the facilities, you know, we had everything, everything there. And even, even playing in reserves, people would know who you are in the street and things like that. So it was just like, it was just, yeah, it was a different level there. So what happened there? Great experience. Um, I, after I was in reserves and, um, I, I was, I was, went on loan to a second division side to get minutes. And because the, once again, the, the midfielders they had, at, at the time, the midfielders they had were, were a joke that some of them were Copa Libertadores champions. Now, another one that was my, oh, he's younger than me. He was in the top team. Is Nathan Nandes just currently at Cagliari and playing in the national team for Uruguay. So we, we used to be in the midfield together. So now he's at Cagliari and playing in the national team for Uruguay. So um, so they had they had a lot of midfielders Standard. and I went on like yeah I went on I went on um, so I went alone to a second division side and I played every game. We made the playoff final but didn't get promoted so and then after that they just yeah they they just said that they weren't gonna um have me in their plans and that i'd have to look for another club and that's when i came back to australia in the trial at sydney fc wow so yeah it's a hell of a story mate (laughs) you've been everywhere blakey oh man you've been everywhere mate everywhere how how old are you now blakey 29 yeah wait so what's the (laughs) The plan for you now, Blackie? To be honest, at the moment, I'm just quite happy playing over here. Obviously, 
you know, uh, so cliche, but just playing, you know, one or 90 minutes at a time and just focusing on, on hopefully getting another Singapore Premier League championship at the moment. And then I would like to, to test myself in, 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 a, in a bigger league, maybe around here, Southeast Asia, Malaysia or something like that. You know, I'm, I'm still, I still think I'm able to, to, to do well in, 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 um, in a, in a more competitive league and um, hopefully can, if not, you know, the Singapore league's growing. I wouldn't mind staying here. If the A-League comes calling, you know, well, or if there's, or if, if anyone's not coaching at Jonah football, then I might have to, um, I might have to go come back and send in my resume. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking of sacking Jules. So, just, <laughs> so predictable. Okay. What are you on about? Nah, what, nah. what <laughs> question, when you were doing a bit of coaching, what did you think of coaching? Do you, reckon that's something, do you reckon that's something you're going to go into when you stop playing? To be honest, I enjoyed it. I, I think I, I will. Uh, you know, I need a lot more work and, and, and practice on, on the coaching field. But um, there's still like a lot of drills that I watch. Obviously, I, I watch your videos and, and I, there's still a lot of things that I see that that sometimes after the training session, there's a few of the, the lads we get together and I put on some of the, the good old Jonah, <laughs> Jonah, yeah. Jonah, a Jonah, a Jonah shooting drill, you know, and the boys <laughs> love it. You know? they, get, they get excited, you know, all the young lads and all the, some of the foreigners, they come and they put in the, even the coach goes, hey, where'd you get that drill from? I'm like, go hey, follow, follow my mate on Instagram, you know, good yeah, old like you. you know, <laughs> so. Tag yeah, us the I'm next always, time. Yeah. Get, <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get Jonah football yeah. down to Singapore, Blakey. We'll yeah, go yeah, down yeah, for yeah. the trip. Come down, I love it. So yeah, no, um, yeah, I think I would. I'd like to do a bit of. I think I'd like to do more. I don't know if as a one-on-one coaching or more being on the ground in in a club. You know, mm, I yeah. enjoy that side of things. So, you do you know. um? Do you have an agent, Blakey? No agent. Wow, that's ev- interesting. Ev- everything you do is just from you. Well. Well, I had an agent in Brunei when I when the Brunei gig. He got me the trial, and um, so then on we were talking. And then after afterwards, after I had that season in Brunei, we were champions. I scored nine goals as a defensive midfielder and three assists. Team of the year, and I said, "Mate, this guy's got to get me something. Surely he's going to get me something, you know." <laughs> and, it, and he ended up getting didn't get me anything. Mm-hmm. I said. How has this happened? You know, I just had the season of my life. I never scored nine goals in one season. You know, I scored nine goals in one season, and he, and he, and he didn't get me anything. I said, "Oh." So then after that, after that, I um, you sacked him, man. Oh, I didn't sack him. This <laughs> club, this the club contacted me directly. Pranjong Paga contacted me directly and said, "Oh, look, like you wanted to sign you." And I said, oh, "Okay, let's go for it." And then yeah, it didn't yeah, that- I, yeah. I had never, I had never had a contract with this agent anyway. It was just more for the word, and you know, once once he got me the gig in Brunei, the trial, I gave him his cut, what he wanted, and then after that, we just kind of parted ways. That's a question I want to ask, Blakey. Like, a lot of young players now think that you have to have an agent. Do you need an agent in the game? Uh, this is one. This is one topic that I, to be honest, I, I I don't even know myself because you know I feel like that if I had a proper one that maybe after that season he could have got me something. But at the end of the day, I, I did my own work. I don't think. I think it, it, connections are important, but I don't know if you need an actual agent. You know what I mean? Like I think you know there's a lot of people out there that can help you get get into the opportunities in certain places. But if you need a proper agent. 
I'm not too sure. I'm just, not... I'm just trying to go I... from what we get a lot at Jonah Football, Blakey. We get so many young players. Hey, can you get us a gig here? Can you get us over to Europe? Can you get us this? And I just feel like, um, you know, players in Australia, they feel, I, this is just from my own personal feedback, is they feel like they definitely need someone for those connections. But I think listening to this podcast just goes to show that you've gone out there and you've done it all on your own. And so it kind of like says to these young players, well, Blakey's done it on his own. But at the same time, it definitely does help, I'm sure, having a good agent or just having someone with connections because you know what it's like in football sometimes. You can easily just get someone a trial just because of who you are, which is frustrating. Um, I think it's frustrating sometimes in, in Australia because I talk about this with the parents a lot, about if you're over in Europe playing football where I grew up or where Shane grew up, you could just have one game one day and a scout has watched you play, and then that could change the rest of your life. I've actually seen that with players that I've played with myself when I was professionally. There was, there was players playing for their country, Wales. Um, they would just have one good game, and then the next thing they know, they could be playing in the Premier League the next week. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a better opportunity. Yeah. 100%. And I feel like um, it's not like that over here, and that's not me bagging out Australia. I'm just saying... When was the last time you've seen a player go from MPL3 straight to the A-League? Or which? Yeah, I think definitely you have to create your own opportunity. Uh, as I said, you know, those two trials did come from some connection because I did send my email out or I sent my video out to many people and I got that connection and I sent it out. But I was prepared for it as well at the same mm. time. Uh, I and also, back- I just, sorry, Blake, I just want to add go though, on. right? And I think this is where a lot of people fall short, is you were one of the best players in MPL1. Like yeah. you, you got and, and you've got statistics to back that up as well. You were in team of the year, and like I said at the start, you were one of the best players I played against at Akoa. So, like, I feel like a lot of young players they want it on a plate handed to them. Oh, can you get me a trial at Man City? Like, they, a lot of young players just want it on a plate straight away. Whereas, like, like Change just said, you've got to focus on being the best player that at the level you're currently at before you start looking That's- to go higher. That's right. You know, I get a lot of messages as well from from not so young players, but a lot of players that are playing in MPL and asking me if if I if they could um if I could give them a hand and things like that. Look, I'm I'm openly to, to give them a hand because I know I was in their position at one stage where I was grinding, grinding in MPL and nothing was popping up. Nothing was popping up. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating. So if I could give anyone a hand, you know, I'd love to. I'd love to reach out and say, look, you know, I can speak with clubs here. I can try and do, but, you know, I don't want to put my name forward if, if, if it's someone that's just, you know, as you said, they're not being the best in their club. They're not being the best in their league or along those lines. They just want it just because I, I find it, you know. But um, I feel like also uh, you, you were saying that, Sometimes you have to be the best in your club, best in league, but you, and you see a lot of players that aren't and then they change their environment and then they become, you know what I mean? Like they change maybe a club or a different league and they adapt quite well. I think it's it's important to adapt as well and, and the environment. Is, I don't know what you guys think about that because I see a lot of players that I want, you know, I think there was that guy that signed at Newcastle. Remember he was playing Fraser Park? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. he's playing at Fraser Park, he's playing MPL3, and then he goes and signs in Newcastle in in England. Sometimes you think, how does that work? Yeah. What do you think, Jules? 
No, I, I agree with everything you said. Like, I think to add on to what Blake, you said, it, it's true. Obviously, the player has to take responsibility for his own game. But look, let's, let's be honest. I think coaching is still very underdeveloped in this country. And sometimes a really good player can get lost in a really bad environment, like Blake, you said. So it goes both ways. Like, sometimes you do need that change of environment to become a better player. And we have a lot of players that come to us that are unhappy in their own environment. And whether, you know, without naming clubs, whatever, MPL club, Sometimes they may maybe not been nurtured to become the player they can be. Um, but I definitely think that a lot of players in this country are lacking their desire to get out of the um, comfort zone. Like Blake went out of his comfort zone and, less, and left Australia. So the, the, I think the main reason he was able to do what he did in Singapore was because he already tried it in Uruguay. And once, I think that- once you've been out and gotten out of your comfort zone, because look, let's be honest, none of us grew up here, but gr- growing up in Australia can be really, really comfortable. Um, I think that's the key, yeah. And I think that's a very hard thing to to pass on to players because we've experienced it, so we can pass it on. But I think a player almost has to experience it themselves to actually believe it. Um, a lot of the time here, yeah, you're, you're having a tough time and then your first solution is, oh, I'll just go somewhere else. Then you have a tough time there. And your solution is straight away, okay, I'll just go find somewhere else. Um, it's, it's only getting more comfortable though here, I feel. Like the kids coming through yeah. these days, it's not as what it used to be and it's not their fault but again yes the mentality exactly what you said it's it's funny you say that because when when i was in uruguay sometimes we trained with the second division club and we had two balls for training two footballs to train with you know only two and here you can go to any you know on australia you go to any public park and take about 15 balls you know in us in uruguay we're about to play a playoff final we didn't have a field. We had to train in some public field, which was all dirt, with two footballs. It was wild. I said, What's going on here? I'm about to play a professional football match. And that's why I think the Uruguayan footballers are so driven to, to try and get out of that or trying to make themselves something. That's why there's so many in their population of 3 million, and why they have so many top, top players is because they, they, they're driven, you know, they have that design. Australia, we've got everything. We've got 25 balls, the best artificial pitches in the world. you got all the kits, you got the kit man, and you just, and, and, and MPL, it's not, it's not, uh, MPL is, is quite good money for what it is. There's a lot of players that I know that have, have asked me about Southeast Asia, and I said, yeah, you can come, but the first year you're going to earn this amount, and they say, oh, no, there's no point, I get more in MPL. And I said, well, do you, you want to be a want full-time footballer? Yeah. Well, you don't want to be a full-time footballer or, you want to be, or do you want to play part-time? So at the end of the day, it's just, it, it, it goes, it just depends. That's what I feel like is a downfall is always that the NPL, you can earn quite a good uh, good money. So players are like, well, why would I go overseas and become a full-time footballer if I can earn the same amount playing in NPL and having my job? But even, even, even in the youth here, Blake, like, like you said, you have pretty decent facilities most of the time. Maybe you might only have a quarter of a field, but it's still a good facility. You have your balls, you have your coaches, and and you still have players that show up to training and give fifty percent, you know. And then you have and some players even miss training or once twice a week, and then they have this expectation that things should be improving. Um, you know, like I, I reckon if I asked you how many times you miss training in your two and a half years in Uruguay, it's probably very close okay. to zero, if not zero. You know, like. Uh, yeah, I think I've missed it's one just, training session my whole like career at the moment. Like, like it just doesn't, it doesn't like, happen. I haven't missed. Yeah, I love it. Mm. Boils down to mentality again, you know. Mm. Um, but I, I, there's some really, really good, interesting um, 
interesting points there. For me, I've said this in so many episodes on the podcast, but I just really want to see things change in Australia for the better, you know. I see so many players doing journal football just quit. They just get to a certain point and they just they just had enough, like, and they just quit. And they, 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 this could be players, you know, taken out of the comfort zone, like you said, Blakey, or into a different environment. They could excel um, and they could do well. So I just want to see it change. Yeah, um, look, if I... To be honest, if I had my days back again and as a younger player, I'd even train even more. And if those things like what you're doing, you know, Jonah football at a younger age, I'd definitely be, be trying to get a part of that. You know, I stay back and do extras now. I'm 29 years old. You know, I'm still staying back and doing extras with, with some of the lads. That's the you best, Anna. That's the best in there. <laughs> Mate, I love it. You know, I love doing extras. It reminds me of the days when we used to ping the balls at, at camera and just have a bit oh. of ban- banter. Some good days, yeah. That was great, Blake. I've still got those yeah. videos, you know. Still yeah, I know. It's one of the volley that I'm Shane's gone and started praying when I'll clip that. I'll clip that on the YouTube. That was, That's that, good. There's some good techers on display. Shano, Shano, I'm gonna bring back the quick fire questions if that's all right with you, brother. Yeah, have you got them? Yeah, yeah, I've still got them. Well, still I'll... Got them. As we as we normally do with the guests, I'll put it out on um, Instagram, and I've got like five questions from some followers and some fans of Blakey that Love that it, want mate. answered. So um, I won't say who they're from, but I'll just <laughs> roll through them really quickly, Blakey, and uh, they're pretty um, general. So first one is, what's the best player that you've ever played against? Played against, yeah. Oh. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. I'd have to say take uh, take me out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I'll, ta- I'll, ta- I'll take I'll take I'll take you guys out of it. Um, Slow. There's a, there's there's a year ago. Oh, it's supposed to be quick fire, is it? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. This isn't quick fire. Oh, yeah. is on the quick fire. Okay. So there's a there's a guy uh, Adam Barry who plays for Getafe now. He played against him in Uruguay. Quality midfield. I felt like I was just chasing his shadow the whole game. Aram Barry. Playing for Getafe in the national team. Wow. Right. Popped it around, did he? Popping it. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, chasing shadows the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> what team do you support? Uh, as the, uh, I support Peñarol, the Uruguayan team. That, and if I had to follow a team in, in, in the Premier League, I'd have to say Man United. Oh, get, off, get off the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just because when Forlan used to play, I used to follow them, and I was like, I'm not going to change now, you know? So, yeah, but I'm not a big, you know, I just love watching good football. But yeah, Penyaro will be my team in Uruguay or Man United in England. That was one of the questions. What is Forlan your hero growing up? Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, Forlan would have been my hero growing up. Yeah. Right. That way you're trying oh, to get yeah. the hair gone to Forlan. Oh, I don't know. No, that's it. No. <laughs> That's just coming out. I don't that's know. like an, uh, now I can't get that's an alley foreland you've got going on there. <laughs> um, what was your favorite ever boots? Oh, favorite ever boots. I'd have so, to say, like, you know, the Nike tempos that had the green on the bottom, the green studs and the and the green tick. I think they had like a fluoro green. That's yeah, one yeah. of my favorite yeah. boots. Yeah, those ones. Those a few K's in them, did you? Yeah, mate, definitely did. I think I've got I've got a pair. Like I scored a goal with Penyarol, and I've got that pair at home in Australia. It's just like a memory. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And then the last one, this is my favorite question: Are you ever gonna cut that hair of yours? 
<laughs> not, at, not at the moment, mate. Everyone knows uh, me from yeah. my hair. You know, I cut my hair. I probably won't get any more professional contracts. You know, no one will know who I am. 100%. <laughs> I, I rate that, but honestly, that's very true. Get a that's good awesome. plan. Mate, I'm playing football because of my hair. There's a bit of marketing, you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get it out there. No, I don't think at the moment. What do the chicks in Singapore think of it? <laughs> not, not many, not many, not many chicks out here, mate. Oh, struggling, struggling. Oh god, love it. If you're into men, if you're into men, Blake, you just say on the podcast. Well. Oh, <laughs> I'd be saying that on the podcast, get in trouble, huh? Love it, love it. Oh, yeah, got- Tezza, go on there with the quick fire. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with a quick fire. It's been a good podcast. Tell, tell them the rules, Lee. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good podcast, Blake. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. The, the quick fire questions. Yeah, I'm gonna give you like no longer than ten seconds to answer. But okay. if you can, if you can do it in five, fantastic. But they're just right. general questions that we've asked some players, like Gail Clichy, Lafondre, to name a few. We've had some good guests, you know, Blakey. Oh, right. Gail Clichy, Lafondre, and then I come on, mate. Look at that. Draw <laughs> me favorite. Yeah, no, Blake. Blake's right up there. Blake's right up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, All right, are you ready? Are you ready, Blake? <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, question number one. Best manager you've ever had? I'd have to say Paulo Montero. Best, oh. gr- best ground you've played at? Uh, Estadio Centenario in Uruguay. Most hostile ground you've ever played at? Uh, yeah, I'd have to say the one in Uruguay as well, uh, Cerrito. Cerrito, it's called. Not Hakoa, no. No, mate. <laughs> Hensley, <laughs> Athlet- oh, Hensley, 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 Hensley Athletic. Athletic Field. Not- not um, cam- not camera at six thirty a.m. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, mm. I, I like this question. Uh, your best moment as a footballer? Uh, I'd have to say either uh, champion of the Singapore Premier League or my goal against uh, Danubio in in Uruguay uh, in the ninetieth ninety fifth minute to win the game. Well, I rate that. I rate that. I've got a few. I've got a few, man. I've got a few. Also, it was a, my first goal for the for the Brunei club. My dad and brother in the stand, 80, 88 minute winner. So my oh, dad and brother decent. in the stand. So that was that was quality as well. We've, we've gone over ten seconds, so you failed that one. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just chucked it in there. I rate that. I rate that. All right, I like this question too. If there wasn't such thing as football, like what would you be doing? If there wasn't such thing as football, yeah, gosh, uh, probably a lifeguard. Oh, right. <laughs> all right. Good swimmer. Lifeguard. No, 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 I'm all right. I just like the beach. <laughs> yeah, I rate that. Uh, Nike or Adidas? Nike. Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Yeah, good. Good from you. Shane's fuming. Well, you, I'm still going to... by far. I'm still going to ask this because I don't... I wish he was still playing Messi. Yeah. <laughs> Poor that shot. Poor that shot. <laughs> Um, leading assist taker of the French League. No, everyone, no one sees those stats though. He's leading assist taker of the French League. Covers about two k's a game. Stands up halfway. What's um? What's the first app you open every morning? The first app I open or oh, WhatsApp. Tinder. You go on WhatsApp, dear. Yeah. <laughs> because because of the time difference, I'm getting messages all the all the all the time from Australia when I wake up. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good question, you know. Including all sports, who's the greatest athlete ever? Including all sports, I, I just have to go with Messi. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, better than Tiger Woods. I don't know, <laughs> man. I'm I'm terrible at golf. I went and played putt putt yesterday. It was terrible. I was so bad. Here we go. Here's a good one as well. Who's your Who's your best mate in football? Best mate in football. Well, that's a good question, man. Uh, at the moment, probably I'd say the Japanese lad Rio Nishiguchi. Yeah, right. Ho- hopefully he's listening to this podcast. <laughs> and then English isn't right. His English isn't the best. So. <laughs> right. We always ask this question, Blakey. Here we go. Name a player that you thought was stealing a living. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. You can't be asking that question. Uh, well, it's it's jockey. We've never, had, we've never had a pro that answers that question. I think one has other that's funny. Uh, definitely not. No, I'm not answering that. Like, like Brad Walker, uh, Koa, he was stealing oh. a living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, no chance, mate. And then if we were to flip that question, uh, I'm going to bring him back again, but a player that could always play at a high level. I, oh, my answer to that is always Deckers. Gil Martin. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, my God. One of the best players I've ever seen, but his consistency was terrible. <laughs> Deckers. What a player. But yeah, he is. He was what a player. And then... Yeah, Shano, mate. Chuck Shano in there. Yeah, Shano. Player Shano. Well, I mean... Them they're just a bit soft, really. Those 3G comps running the midfield oh, together. Those 3G comps. Machine FC. Machine <laughs> FC. <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Right, those and cops are terrible. The last... Uh, the, what's that? The those cops are terrible. Yeah, we went to... Was it New Zealand? Went to New Zealand? I didn't go, yeah. I, I played oh, at yeah, Sydney yeah, United. Yeah, Me and yeah. you did the one in Sydney United. I did the one in New Zealand. Absolutely. <laughs> Shambles. <laughs> And then the last question I've I've got, Blakey, is what's the best advice you've ever you've ever got during your career? The best advice I've ever got in my career is probably just to uh, that that you know uh, training out, out do your own training outside of, of football training. You know you you just you need to take time in in uh, enhancing your craft, I guess, or work outside of football. You know, oh, always. Yeah. I don't know what the I don't know what the actual words were, but you know, just say, just always got to keep at it. You know, do your own individual training instead of just training. Training with the team is not enough. Guys, we haven't paid Blakey to say that, by the way. Just you know, that's definitely Blakey. <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even think, I didn't even put my, my two and two together. I didn't even think about Jonah football too. You know, I just thought about training on your own, <laughs> taking yeah, a few balls it. to the park as well. But anyway, yeah, yeah so that's it. Thank you so much for your time again, Legend Blakey. Blakey. That is the Jones podcast sponsored by Skills Australia, the best football sporting equipment out there on the market. Big shout out to Skills Australia, by the way. Myself, Jules and Shane, we'll talk about that in another episode. So it's really good to have the uh, podcast sponsored now. Skills have been a great partnership of ours. Definitely the best sporting equipment out on the market. That is the truth. Uh, Blakey, thanks so much for your time, guys. Just the last thing uh, on the podcast, you can watch us on YouTube. You can see Blake's fantastic face and hair on our YouTube podcast channel. So if you head over to Jonah Football Podcast on YouTube, uh, you can watch all of our podcasts actually on video now, as well as Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your streaming done. Uh, And if you could rate our podcast, that would be super, super grateful. Um, And that's it, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thanks, Blakey. See you, lads. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Legend, Legend, bro.